0: Hey, hey, hey. It is me again, your favorite host, <laughs> with this self-love podcast that you love so much. Um, I am using a different mic this week. I am not with my regular mic. I am Uh, I just moved out of my Paris apartment and I'm staying with a friend. I'm using his mic. Hopefully it sounds just as good or better. I think I set everything up properly, so (laughs) hopefully this sounds good. Anyway, in case you were just tuning in, I am Alana Abbey-Walker, your host, and I am obsessed with all things self-development and have learned so much on my journey of self-development and life that I want to share it all with you guys. This is the Academy of Self-Love podcast, and this is a podcast about self-love and self-worth and why these factors are the key ingredients to you living the life of your dreams and being the person that you've always dreamed of being. Self-love and self-worth turn your dreams into reality and I'm going to show you how episode by episode. So we are on episode 12 guys, episode 12 of the Academy of Self-Love. I'm so stoked for this. Anyway, the topic today is owning who you are part two. So last episode I felt like I gave you guys a good chunk of information about owning who you are, who you are not, and honoring the person you are and are becoming, but I realized that I didn't get around to saying everything I wanted to say on the topic, so I felt like a part two was necessary and important. Let's jump right in. Owning who you are is so much more Then just knowing what you like and don't like, what makes you tick, knowing that your goals, dreams, and beliefs are yours, knowing who you are today and who you might be tomorrow, living your life for yourself and not anyone else, it is so much more than all that. Last episode, I talked about all those things. They are all important key factors, but they are just the beginning. So, we talked briefly in the last episode about owning the things in us that we wish we were but are not, or honoring the parts of us that are real and honest about who we are, even if those things are actually, um, sorry, that, that. Oh, I'm tongue-tied, even if who we actually are is someone who is not what you expected or what others expect of you. And I want to dig deeper into that today. I want us to get raw, real, and as honest as we can get, even if it takes us to a darker place in ourselves. Because getting to know those darker parts of us is just as important as getting to know the lighter sides of us and our souls. We can love the admirable parts of us all we want, but what is a more challenging aspect of self-love and owning who you are is meeting your fears, doubts, shadows face-to-face and learning to welcome them and actually befriend them. And understand that they are just as much a part of you as everything else is. We are what we are given. We are what we choose. And we are what we don't confront. And that is truly owning who we are. Inner demons and all. Let me start with the lightest shade of gray and build up into owning our darkest selves. A few people over my life have told me that I am one of the most intense people they have ever met, and they didn't necessarily mean it in a bad way. Actually, they always referred to it as me being the most passionate, outgoing, full speed ahead type person. I love harder than anyone I know, and I fall harder than most people I know. I am sensitive and highly aware of the people, experiences, and environment around me. I like to play hard and work hard, and I don't often flick my off switch. My friendships are intense, my relationships are intense, and I am extremely passionate about my community and relationships with everyone in my life. Hell, I even have extreme empathy for the people no longer in my life for whatever reason. I take risks and I live life to the fullest. I would rather live a crazy life than a boring one or one with regret any day of the week. Now, for some, that can come off as being a lot. I know... I am not for the faint of heart, or for people who don't want deep, all-in relationships, friendships, etc. I used to get upset when I would work with people on a project or something, and they were not as passionate about it as me. Now, I know that to expect people to be as passionate or intense as me is not only super unrealistic, but it would actually take away from the special, unique, and amazing qualities that I possess if everyone had the same intensity as me. It's honestly taken me a lot of introspection and embracing myself and my reality in so many ways to get to this point in my life. It was actually my sister who opened my eyes one day in our conversations about life where she asked and posed the question to me why I thought my intensity and extreme passion was a bad thing and why couldn't it be my most valuable asset if I actually truly embraced it? These questions had never occurred to me in that way and I realized that my answers to her question We're all going to be bullshit. So, you know, at the time, I thought that being so passionate and intense made me hard to love or that it pushed people away. And in some cases, it actually did. But guess what? Those people that being myself pushed away were not my people. They were not ready to love as deeply, or play as hard, or live as passionately, and if being myself pushed them away, it was actually a blessing in disguise. It cleared up space in my life for the people who saw my authentic self as a gift to be in my life. I can now confidently say that I do not have the time of day for people who do not see my value and appreciate all that I am. This leads me back to a point from part one of this topic. You need to be who you are when no one is looking. All of the time. To be fulfilled, to have close relationships with others, involves radical vulnerability. And if you are only showing your friends, your parents, your partner, parts of who you are, then the hard reality is that you are not letting anyone fully love you for who you truly are. You want to aim to be so authentically you that no matter who you are around, you don't ever feel like you need to wear a mask or play a different part. Now, obviously, we play different roles in people's lives. We wouldn't be necessarily loving in the same way with our parents as we are with our partner. But us feeling fully like ourselves should feel the same for you around both. You want to be mindful and respectful, of course. But if you are someone who likes to crack dirty jokes or be silly then you should feel comfortable enough around the people in your life to do just that. And if you don't, you might want to do a people audit. Or you need to start allowing yourself to slowly open up more and more around the people you feel safe with so that you can start to learn how to shine truly as yourself If you have been wearing a people-pleasing mask for far too long and being natural and authentic to you seems foreign, then you might want to ease yourself into it, but you need to crack open that shell because that shell and walls and boundaries are holding you back from the world seeing you for you. So... Let's go to a darker shade of gray. Being honest about who you are and not is not saying you are not capable of changing or being something you truly want to grow into, but it's being able to say I really don't care about being, wanting, having, or changing something and being honest with yourself enough to know that even if you feel like learning to play the piano, for example, that would be a really nice thing and you have always wanted to and you absolutely could if you set your mind to it, that realistically at the moment it is not a priority for you. So instead of feeling like a failure for not becoming an expert at something um, that you're half ass learning, you are able to be honest and say, yeah, it's fun, but I just can't be bothered with it right now. It's not my forte right now. And that is totally okay. By being brutally and radically honest with ourselves, we are able to truly appreciate and have acceptance of who we are and what we have time for, or what we care to have time for. You want to be compassionate with yourself, yes. But honesty will set you free. I know a couple people who really thought they wanted to be doctors and went through medical school, the whole process, the whole commitment. And got to the end of medical school and realized, oh shit, (laughs) it actually just wasn't what they wanted to do with their lives. The pressure in that situation is incredibly immense, and I am not saying honesty will make things easier in the short run, but of the people I know in that situation, most felt pressure to continue on a career path that wasn't truly for them and they could potentially go on to make it theirs. I'm not saying they can't but the person I know who dropped out of medicine to pursue her real passion is a generally much happier person than the, other, the others who um, did not really make the decision for themselves. I also know people that being a doctor is really their true calling and they are really happy and successful people, so I'm not saying you can't do that. Uh, I also know people who lived half of their life in a career in medicine and then went on to become professional painters, writers, and one actually became a professional sculptor. He's really good at it. Um, These are just examples. But the people who were honest with themselves about who they are and what brings them fulfillment have shown not just to have happier lives, but more colorful lives. Ones where they did not confine themselves and the possibilities of their careers to just one path. And that openness and self-acceptance has led them to live extraordinary lives that not even they could have predicted. Owning who you are is the deepest form of acceptance. It is accepting the emotions that bubble up in you. It is accepting the ideas, thoughts, desires, and goals you uniquely come up with and create. It is accepting what you don't have the capacity for at that moment. It is accepting your fears, doubts, and pain, and knowing that because it is a part of you, that it doesn't have to be scary. That welcoming all parts of us, no matter how uncomfortable that might be, is the way to freedom, to happiness, to authenticity, and confidence, true confidence, no one ever said that the path to self-love and confidence would be easy, but I can promise you it is worth it. The lifelong journey of growth is a thousand percent more worth it than stagnance and living a life in and and being and being a person that feels stuck. Now let's go into the darkness because we all have at least a little bit of it in us. And when I say darkness, I know traditionally that has been associated with negativity or bad, like bad things, badness, but I want to erase that idea. Uh, I really want to erase that idea of our shadows and deeper darkness parts of us as being bad they're not bad but because they are often hidden parts of ourselves they can feel like they're a little secret and they've in a way we've been conditioned to have those parts of us hidden and stay hidden and to keep them in the darkness but i want you to shine a light on those parts of you today And for you to not feel bad about the fact that you've hidden those parts of yourself, but also shine enough light on them that we're no longer going to keep them hidden. Let's bring them out. Let's address them. Let's face them straight on. Because Besides the desires we might manifest from a traumatic experience or deeply disturbing events some people have faced in their lives, there is nothing inherently wrong or bad with your desires or the parts of you that you keep hidden. This can be hidden aspects of your personality that you fear others will judge or dislike or it can be desires in life, or personal desires. Oftentimes, I've experienced that these parts end up being hidden because they have to do with sexuality. And despite certain places evolving when it comes to the topic of sex and sexuality, in, in many places, um, and with many people, it is still unfortunately a taboo topic. But I want to boldly say this, and hopefully this sinks in. Unless your desires involve hurting other people or yourself, there is absolutely nothing wrong with them or you. Let me repeat that again. Unless your desires involve hurting other people or yourself, There is absolutely nothing wrong with them or you. Owning who you are and being confident in who you are means being honest with yourself and others about your desires. Now, I am not saying you have to share your desires with everyone. Au contraire. Intimacy involves being vulnerable in those ways with only the person or people you feel comfortable opening up to in those ways. So no, we don't need to share everything with everyone. In fact, it should be a privilege to do those things and share those things with someone. But you need to feel confident about it to share and be vulnerable. And let someone in fully in those intimate ways. I've talked to clients who are afraid to even share these desires with their partner. But we need to remember that our partner, if we are in a healthy relationship, wants to love you and know you fully. They want to fulfill your desires in the same way you want to fulfill theirs. And you can't do that unless you own all of even the darkest, darkest, deep, dark, (laughs) hidden parts of you and share them with the right person or people. I can tell you that in my own personal experience, my love life changed drastically when I was able to be with someone I could discuss every desire, fantasy, and dream I had, whether I wanted to act it out or not. That level of vulnerability and act of sharing in that way actually creates a level of connection that can't be reached without showing the deepest, darkest parts of your soul to someone and having them accept it, appreciate it, adore it, and nurture you like truly nurture you, even the parts that you would normally keep hidden. It changes everything. It changes the game. But ultimately, if you want those parts of you nurtured and loved, you need to be open about them. And to be open means you need to accept them. And to accept them means you have to have compassion for those parts of you. And for compassion, there must be love. And for love of oneself, there must be ownership of all that you are. So hopefully you get the picture here. Last episode was really about owning the lightness. This episode is really about accepting the darkness. And the mixture of both is really who you are. So if you want to fully own who you are, you need to not be afraid of everything that makes up you. Once you can do that, oh honey, nothing's going to hold you back. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this shines some light on even the darkest of places. And hopefully, even the darkest of things, you can start letting in, welcoming in, befriending, having compassion for, and having all of that self-love for. Thank you guys for an awesome episode, and I will talk to you next time.